Now, how many of you know God wants us to speak out of the abundance of our heart? When we speak out of the abundance of our heart, it addresses the mind, will, and emotions. The soulish realm keeps us earthly bound. The spiritual realm keeps us heavenly bound. But earth is connected to heaven. Say it with me. Earth is connected to heaven. One more time. Now the scripture also says that what shall we bind here on earth is what? What we loose here on earth in other words, what we permit and what we allow, but also what we prohibit, it all has to do with our activities according to our earthly bound actions. In other words, there are a lot of things that you and I look at on a daily basis that has to do with how we live here. But listen to me, our spirit man is teaching us how we're going to live the new life according to the new Jerusalem. Now, I want to just say that I thank God for Jesus. Jesus came that I might have life and life more abundantly. So in order for me to really understand heaven, I must operate through Christ who is my Savior. He saved me from earthly bound, and he, given, he has given me the opportunity to operate out of heaven. Are you all with me? In other words, there are things that you and I are going to address in the natural that only can be fulfilled through what we understand as a relationship with Christ. I want to take you through a series of things this morning, and I pray to God that I, I, I complete it. But I want to bring understanding to, to salvation as a relationship that brings change on a daily basis. Okay. In other words, our life in Jesus brings constant change. It may not happen in the natural arena, but it always is taking place in the supernatural or the spiritual realm. In other words, I, listen, for those that, I mean, let me bring understanding to the spiritual realm. Everybody look at me. Now, the spiritual realm has to do with the Word of God. Are you with me? In other words, when you're operating the Word of God, you're operating in the spiritual realm. In other words, it takes you and brings you to a relationship that speaks of who God is. Amen? In other words, when, when we talk about do I hear from God or when we talk about do I have relationship with God, listen to me. Your word or the Bible speaks of how relationship is kept through Jesus. Amen? Now listen, you got to hear me this morning. There are things that we're going to operate in and out of as a result of dealing with the natural realm. There's nothing spiritual about driving your car. Amen? You're, you and your car are not going to heaven. Are you with me? 
But watch this. You can put on some music that has God's relationship in it, and all of a sudden, your car begins to speed up. Not on its own, but because of what you are now indulging in. Are y'all with me? Listen, there's nothing spiritual about baking a cake. But the taste will cause you to be, oh, my goodness, mm, mm, good. Watch this. But it still has nothing to do with your spiritual life. It just has the ability to do with your cooking. Are y'all with me? In other words, there's some things that we indulge in has nothing to do with how spiritual you are. Okay. Are you with me? It has all to do with how and what you can do. Every one of us has abilities. Are you with me? You're not stupid. You're not ignorant. You're not dumb. But watch this. You can act in overweight, and it has nothing to do with your spiritual life. Sometimes we take those paths. Are y'all with me? Now listen, when I take you down this path, I need you to recognize that the person next to you is not your enemy. Okay. I said the person next to you is not your enemy. Hello? Now, I'm going to take you to, well, let me go. Peter, 1 Peter, verse 1, or verse, 1 Peter 1, verse 23 says, For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it, because it comes from the eternal living word of God. Are you with me? So you can see the word of God is the one that produced our eternal life or it, 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 it provides us with a, a connection with God. Amen? As the scripture says, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of, of the Lord remains forever. The word of the Lord, what? Remains forever. And that word is the, God, is the good news that was preached for who? Or to who? Amen. In other words, the word of God was preached to us. It's for us. On our behalf. Count your blessings, me. Count your prosperity or your, your program, being programmed to, to succeed as a result of the word being a part of you. The word shouldn't be upon you. The word should be in you. When the word is upon you, it's, it, all this is describing is a mental knowledge of who God is. It has to sink beyond the mental capacity and, and enter into the, the, the spiritual capacity. Listen. When we speak of heart, you have to understand something. The scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, what? The now, watch this. If you understand what that means, what it's saying is, is everything in you, everything that comes out of you is as a result of what has been placed in you. Are you with me? The mental capacity or the mind itself has, has little authority Unless you provided the authority. My thought life is just a small portion of my spiritual life. That's why the scripture says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 
it would that's not there for any other reason that you got to be mindful of your thinking. Okay. Are y'all with me? Let's move on. Verse, verse 25. It says, but the word of shall remain forever, and that word is the good news that was preached to you. Set. Set your minds on what that really means because you have to understand that the word of God is our good news. When you get bad news, go to the good news. Amen. I say when you get bad news, go to the good news. The good news that is preached to us will not only deliver us, but was, will, will bring salvation over and over again. You and I need salvation every day. You don't get salvation. I mean, I got salvation back in June 11, 2000, I mean, 1984. I gave my life to Christ then. But I'm receiving salvation every day. I need salvation every day because George don't always want to cooperate with the Word of God. Amen? But you have to understand, just because George don't want to cooperate with the Word of God, it doesn't mean he doesn't. Just because something don't want to. Listen, I, I, every day I do something that I don't want to do because the Word of God has asked me to do it. I'm asking you to fast with me for 40 days starting on the first. How many of you want to do that? I thought so. Amen? Not all of you want to. Fasting is not a forte. It's not something good. It's not something. But it is the best thing for the spirit man. Amen? Amen? When you refrain from eating, it causes your spiritual senses to be keen and all of a sudden they arise to the occasion of really seeking God because you can't eat. I don't know about you, but when when, when I'm on a fast, it shows how much my life evolves around food. Because every minute I want something to eat. Amen? So right away, you are putting on whole your flesh according to its emotion, according to its will, and most of all, its thoughts, its mind. Are you with me? Listen to me. I don't know about you, but I have certain things I do in a given day. Amen. How many of you have things you have have in a day? Some of y'all coffee drinking, it has to happen. (laughs) You're not any good to anybody, to include yourself. If you don't get that nicotine, oh no, not nicotine, but that, that, <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> some of y'all woke up just then, <laughs> boy, some, some of y'all ready to fight. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> listen to me. Sometimes we have programmed ourselves to be something that God didn't intend for us to be. God doesn't want us to be irritable, so watch what we have created within our own mind that coffee is going to eliminate our irritation. Coffee is going to set my day. My goodness, why don't you put that coffee down and get into some good prayer, and you'll see your day be set differently. I challenge you. You think if you if if you think caffeine is what runs your life. Then let that coffee sit there for a second and really get in tune with yourself. See how you have allowed something to have you and you not have it. Okay. 
Are y'all with me this morning? Listen, I know that there's different things in our life that are automatic. I think prayer should be automatic. I think reading the word should be automatic. Sometimes I don't, I mean, sometimes God does, instead of me sitting down reading the word, I meditate on the word that's already in my life. Ephesians 3.20 is my favorite scripture because I can abide in that at any given time because I know it by heart. It's become me. I said it's become a part of me. I said become a part of me. When salvation becomes part of you, you look to maintain salvation, but also you want salvation to have you. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm going to bring an experience that will help you understand how vital salvation is in your life. Salvation is recovery. Salvation is rescue. Salvation is delivered. Salvation is relationship with Jesus. And watch this. You are responsible for salvation. Salvation won't come unless you ask for it. Salvation won't come unless you believe you have received it. Salvation is not in existence unless man has decided that he wants it. Okay. You see, the scripture says in verse 1 of, 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 of chapter 2, it says, listen to me. I really want you to grasp this. It says, so get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Let me tell you right now, every one of us struggle in this area. I don't care who you are, you be good to, you, I, but you're a preacher. One of the biggest things I'm learning with preachers is preachers are put places that they shouldn't be. Are you with me? Don't say, my, I have a higher uh, uh, um, uh, standard than you. We all have the same standard, just different callings. A preacher is just a part of the fivefold ministry. It didn't say a preacher was up here and a prophet was down here. It doesn't give levels. It says they are. Are y'all with me? So I'm learning that you got to make sure you don't put somebody in a place where, watch this, they're going to cause you to fall. Okay. Because Jesus is the head of the church. <laughs> Amen. Oh, come on, clap your hands up to the Lord. I like that. Are you with me? We have to make sure that we keep these things in check. Because if you don't understand behavior in an evil stance, watch this, you will call something good that's really evil. We see that in our society every day. We are, we are, we are, we are competing with what our society says is good because somebody has had an authority and made it law. Are y'all with me? Verse 2 says, like new babes, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Now watch this. When it says pure spiritual milk, all it's talking about is the Word of God. It's just giving you allegory. It's just giving you something that's tangible. We know what milk is. Amen. 
The spiritual aspect of milk, amen, there's nothing spiritual about the milk you drink, is dairy. And some of us can't even have it. Amen? But the spiritual aspect of milk, or what it's talking about, is the very word that actually moves us. The word that actually takes us to a place that we want to be. Oh, my goodness. I don't know about you, when I gave my life to Christ, there was, a, there was a craving for the word because of what change it brought to my life. Are you with me? It was a craving. I mean, I, I didn't know what a mess I was, but to have the word of God, amen, to have the word of God come to me in the fashion that it did in my whole life. I mean, I, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. Crying was for weak folks. I wasn't weak. I was strong. I was a sergeant in the United States Army. I was high speed, low drag. I was all kinds of craziness. And to have the word of God come to my heart and change me to where I didn't want to cuss anymore. I didn't want to do all these outlandish craziness. I wanted to be humble. I wanted to be, I wanted to be done with pride. I wanted to be done with all the things that I thought were for me because I needed to succeed in life. Are you with me? In other words, I was okay without God. I don't know about you, but I, I, when George says, I don't need God, I'm doing fine all my, about myself. Amen? Until somebody that had the word of God says, listen to me, you're all right with George, but you're going to hell, you and George both. So if you want to be good with George and, and go to hell, bye. But there's a better way. There's salvation. There's something that speaks volume of, of a heavenly bound. There's something. And, and, and it's not like you haven't heard it before. Your folks before you have talked, they've prayed you through. They've put things in perspective for you to receive what I am speaking to you now concerning. And I said, my goodness, I don't need, I mean, I, Look, I'm making money. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. I got folks that I'm in charge of. I got all these things that, at my disposal. Why do I need God? Anybody ever been there before? I tell you what, I thank God I'm not there now. And I use that experience now, amen, to help me not go back there. Okay. Full, 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 full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment. Amen? Now that you, verse 3 says, now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Now think about this. If you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness, how many have ever been, been really set free by the power of God? Now watch this. There are things that have happened in my life before I gave my life to Christ. Before salvation came on the scene, that I knew without a shadow of a doubt, when it happened, somebody was praying for me. It didn't take me having a relationship with God to know that somebody prayed for me. It just took understanding and knowing that that stuff exists. Are you with me? In other words, I almost lost my life that night. Amen? Hello? Somebody was trying to cut my throat with a bottle that they broke 
because I was bigger than they were, and that was their advantage to take me out. I didn't do anything but start the fight. You see, I start fights that I knew I was going to finish. Are you with me? I started fights that I knew I had an advantage. Amen? And if the advantage didn't right, my alternative was bite. If I was losing a fight, I just bit. And let me tell you something. If somebody bites you, you'll let go of anything and you'll go right to where they're biting. I don't care where it's at. Anybody ever been bit before? I got grandchildren. Anybody ever been bit before? It stops everything. Your brain goes, what just happened to me? Are y'all with me? I'm almost done. Listen, you got to understand, there are things in your life that God wants you to understand that salvation is responsible for. And there's things in our life that you are responsible for. I'm telling you, I knew somebody was praying for me because there was no way I should have been still here with the situation that took place. Are you with me? Hello? I know there's things that you and I look at back at, and because we're saved now, we look back and say, my goodness, look at where God was in the midst of that. Look at all the shuffling. Look at all the, the strategic moving and whatnot that God did as a result of he had planned for me. Listen to me. He had planned for you then. He saved you. He still got planned for you. So salvation doesn't end when you gave your life to Christ. Salvation just begun. You see, relationships are life-changing. I said relationships are life-changing. I said relationships are life-changing. So listen to me. Allow salvation to establish your relationships. You see, Jesus is the giver of life. He's the giver of life. We are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus because he gave us life. But before he gave us life, he gave his own life. Now watch this. Some relationships are going to cause you not to lose your life, but you, your life be second and not first. Again, three things that open up heaven. Prayer, sacrifice, and obedience. Amen? Watch this. The scripture says we are to prefer others over ourselves. I don't know about you, but I got a problem with that. Oh, see, some of y'all. We want to live the Bible, amen, and not speak it. You mean to tell me I got I to gotta prefer somebody that doesn't want anything? Somebody that's going to, I mean, <laughs> amen. What the scripture is saying is you were like that at one point, and somebody preferred you. <laughs> and now you are in a position to prefer someone else because salvation has come. Listen, I don't know about you, but there's some people I just want to knock out, just, just get done with them. You're the pastor. Don't come up with that. Listen, you got to recognize man is going to be man, but it's the spiritual aspect of it. It's the God in you that prevents that from happening. Well, for some of us, 
Some of them just go ahead and do it and then repent, right? Yeah, see, y'all try to be spiritual on Sunday morning. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, there are different things that you are going to go through. But listen to me. I, that's why I said when you crave salvation, when you crave the word, watch, watch this. God will bring an increase. He will lift you out of something that you know that nothing else can. Uh. Oh, Y'all stay with me for a few more minutes. Listen, I want you to recognize that there are things in your thought life that God has to pluck out. No devil in hell could be able to do it. Okay. I'm telling you, there are things that you think about all the time. Watch this. If you're not careful, you will go to, go to hell thinking that. But if you're mindful, the craving of God will uproot it. And it, won't, it will prevent you from doing something stupid that, <laughs> that, listen to me, you can't handle. You can't control. Okay. Are y'all with me? Have you ever watched somebody, watched somebody just, I mean, you methodically ruin their life? You see them every day, see them doing the same thing every day, and you go, why? And you, you've, done all, you've done everything in your power to help them. And they still, methodically, I mean, I mean almost strategic, destroying their life. Watch this. The best you can do for them after you have done over and over again is to pray and be available. Watch this. Jesus does the same thing. I said Jesus does the same thing. I said Jesus does the same thing. He did the same thing. Let me, put, let me say it like this. He did the same thing. Now, when he does the same thing, he has to do it through you and I. I got family members that I, 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 I don't want to go to heaven because I want them not to go to hell. Paul said, it's better for me because I want to go to heaven. It's better for me to leave. But he said, I didn't leave because I want to be here to make sure as many as you can get to heaven. Because to live is Jesus. To die is gain. Now listen to me. I'm not telling you to let somebody beat you up and beat you down. What I am saying is, is make sure you understand what is God. And what's not? Let me say this. There are some of you in here that have been assigned to people's life. You are their assignment. Oh, my goodness. Are you all with me? You've been assigned to them. Watch this. If you haven't been assigned to someone, you better be careful that you're not trying to do, some, do something that somebody else is supposed to do it because you won't be capable of doing it. Sometimes God will have you walk with somebody because you have something that they not only need, but will be in agreement with. Are you with me? In other words, commitment and agreement is a covenant. Are you with me? Now watch this. When you have covenant with someone, 
watch this, is as a result of what God has released through commitment and agreement. Okay. Watch this. Sometimes you look at a person and say, I can help them. Just because you can help somebody, it doesn't mean you're supposed to. Are you with me? Now, that doesn't, that's, that doesn't sound right, does it? Watch this. Sometimes you try to help somebody, and you don't have what it takes to get them across the finish line. Now, both of you are in a world of hurt. You might be able to start things, but if you can't finish it, you better leave it alone. Or if you can't finish it, you better know who's going to take up the slack when you are gone. Because some relationships are seasonal. Are y'all with me? Some relationships are supposed to come in and be gone. If you try to make it more than what it is, you're going to lose out on what God has established a relationship for the season for. Okay. Let me finish this thing. Oh, come on. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Ah, let me go down to page six. Amen. Let me go down to, okay, I'm, I'm no longer where I should be at this point, so I'm going to go where I need to be. Jesus, in Luke twenty-two thirty-one, 31, the Bible says, and the Lord said to Simon, indeed, Satan had asked for you that he may sip you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brother. Jesus knew what the enemy was trying to do. Do y'all see that? Hello? He knew what he was trying to do. But Jesus didn't stop it. It didn't say, Jesus didn't say, Satan desires to strip you as we, and I've stopped it. He said, he desires to sift you, and I what? Yeah. Watch this. We can, we can help somebody out, and they go right back because they have nothing after that. What'd they say? Give a man a fish, he eat that day. Teach the man a fish, he'll eat when he wants to. If he can catch fish. But he know how. Are y'all with me? The, the scripture said, Jesus said, I have prayed for you. Amen. But he didn't pray a general prayer. Help him, Lord. He prayed that it's what? In other words, Jesus knew what it was going to take for Peter to come out of what the enemy was trying to put on him to take him out. Are you with me? In other words, he said, your faith, the gospel, the word, is what's going to bring deliverance to what the enemy has. And we all know what Peter did. Peter fell. Amen? Hello? After he said, I'll go to jail with you, I'll die for you, I'll do all these things. That's big talk. There's a lot of us that said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that when it happens. <laughs> but when it do happen, 
we go berserk. Are you with me? When I was in the military, teaching folks how to survive on the battlefield. I, cur- I oh, sorry, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Man, when it happened, they were like, sorry. I mean, get out from under me. I, you have taught you what to do. I can't be in the same foxhole with all of you, but you know how to do it. You're the professional. No, I, the profession, professional has taught you how to be a professional. Are you with me? Jesus said, I have prayed for you that your faith fail you not. Oh, and oh, by the way, when your faith has, has, has not allowed you to be utterly cast out, hey, go back and tell your brothers about it. What audacity. Are you with me? So watch this. He's not only saying you have the word to help you out, but hey, once you get on your feet and, 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 and you are strengthened, watch this. Go strengthen your brothers. I don't know about you, but when I got, gave my life to Christ and whatnot, my goodness, my family and all, we were doing all fine. I said, wow, let me make sure I make sure my family. So <laughs> I ain't got time for nobody else. I got time for my family. Are you all with me? When that's the last thing that God wants you to do, because your strength will be in your work, in your doing. Are y'all with me? Listen, there's nothing like seeing somebody come out of something bad. Amen? Hello? Get off Facebook. Amen? Get off Facebook. Get off those things that have no relationship other than words. And get one-on-one with folks. See what you're really made out of. See what you really can do. Look them in the eye. Get off that text. Amen? Get into the face and see what's really happening. Are you with me? It's easy to hide behind a text. It's easy to hide behind an email. And my goodness, it's confusing to hide behind Facebook or what that thing is? Posting. Amen. Yeah, one day you're going to post one too many posts. And you're going to become a post. Okay. Mark my words. There are things that you need to understand that most people don't, shouldn't know about you. Are you with me? How can you and God have a good conversation when everybody else is having a conversation about what you and God only are supposed to have? Amen? The devil desires to sift you as wheat. Your pastor prays for you. Let me tell you something. I do pray for you. Oh, I do. Matter of fact, there's times where I don't know huh, what I'm doing or when I'm doing it or how I'm going to do it because I'm praying. Uh, Amen. How I many sometimes don't have anything, any time to do but pray? Okay. Boy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love y'all <laughs> dearly. <laughs> I do. I love. I love y'all dearly. Listen to me. In closing, the devil is on a mission.
to rob us of our inheritance. Amen? Jesus is a life giver. Are you with me? Hello, Eve. Remember Eve? All Eve had to do was live out her life in the garden according to what has been prescribed to her. But the devil knew that that would bring pleasure to God's creation. He created and gave his instruction. He knew if it would disobey, it would turn the whole garden into a mess. Are you with me? What has God given you that the enemy is trying to take from you because he knows it will bring displeasure to God? Are you with me? No, it's not that new car you purchased. It's not, listen, those things are going to pass away. It's going to perish. What the enemy wants to take is you totally out. He wants to rob you of your salvation because in doing so, you will be one less worshiper, one less praise in eternity. I believe salvation is praise itself. I treated that. I am so thankful, my goodness, that I'm no longer bound, but I'm free. I said I'm no longer bound. I'm free. I said I'm no longer bound. I am free. I said I'm no longer bound. I am free. You have a right to be free. Let the salvation of the Lord take you to that freedom and provide you, oh my goodness, with the ability to touch another life. Your freedom, amen, will cause others to have hope and freedom. Amen. Oh, come on, clap your hands. Okay. Hey, I you to bow your head and we take time to pray. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come and we ask, God, that you would touch, Lord. Lord, the things that represent, God, who we are and what we come. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would allow them to be everything that we could ever want to see. And Lord, as we take time right now to pray for the lost, I pray, God, that all those that, Lord, are in need of salvation, God, that you, God, will put that person in the path, that think whatever God will cause them, God, not to take a second look, but to take a look and maintain that polarization until God's salvation brings change. Lord, I thank you that you are God and you are looking, God, for those that you have given life and life more abundant to the Lord. Fashion a life according to the word and provide a means for those, God, that are unsaved and looking for something oh, to bring change to their life. Lord, I love you. I give you thanks for your